When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Canada rolling against the United States in the round-robin finale at Women's Worlds in Calgary. 12 and a half minutes left in the third period. It is 5-1 for Canada. Just absolutely in control throughout this game. They outshot the States 15-4 in the first period. It was 2-0 after the first. Jamie Lee Rattray got a couple more in the second period to make it 4-0 Canada. The shots on goal, the United States has made it a little closer. 24-16, the shots for Canada in the game. It took the United States over half of the first period to even register a shot. Yeah, Canada absolutely dominating. Now, what does this game mean? Well, it means you get the number one seed going into the quarterfinals. At the Worlds, there are two pools of five. And Canada is in the upper echelon pool. So all five of those teams are going through to the quarterfinals. And then the top three of the five in the secondary pool make the quarters. So the winner of this game, which it looks like is going to be Canada, will play the third place team in pool B in the quarters. And uh, that is going to be either Germany or Japan. That's still to be decided, but really just a dominant performance by Canada in this game. Can also tell you the uh, Blue Jays played a matinee. They lost 10-7 to the White Sox. And we talked a lot of last night about the Baltimore Orioles and about long losing streaks in sports. And the Orioles now have a two-game winning streak. A two-game winning streak. They they won that game last night. It didn't look good when we were signing off. They were trailing the Angels. They won 10-6 last night, and then they won again today 13-1. So I just want you to think about this. Until the Baltimore Orioles were a subject on inside sports, they'd lost 19 games in a row. We talk about them on the show. Now they have won two in a row. It is truly the inside sports blessing that has been bestowed upon the Baltimore Orioles. As a result of our discussion last night about long losing streaks, and, and we, we had some good ones. I listed off some of the longest ones in the NFL, Major League Baseball, football, stuff like that. Cam Moon came on the show and talked about the Victoria Cougars team in uh, 89-90 that only won five games out of, six, uh, out of 72. So I got an email today from Tom, and you can always email me, inside sports at 630ched.com. Follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And, of course, the number here, the hotline presented by CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials, 780-496-0063. So Tom wrote me this email, and this is a good one. This is a really good one because this is a multi-layered little tale here that Tom has. He says, hi, Reed. I heard part of your show last night where you were talking about epic losing streaks. Don't know if this one came up, but when I was working in the media in Winnipeg in the late 80s, the Kildonan North Stars of the Manitoba Junior Hockey League managed to lose either 63 or 64 games in a row. Tom says, I thought it was 63, but after looking up online, it says it was 64. Tom, thanks for doing the research. I, I think we can we, we can live with either 63 or 64. It was a heck of a long one. Uh, Tom goes on to write that losing streak was pre- spread over three seasons. 
They lost something like their last 10 in 85-86, then went 0-48 in 86-87, and then lost the first five or six in 87-88 before they uh, finally won a game, which I believe was in Steinbach. Now, midway through the 0-48 season, they had actually come close to tying a game or two. So it was decided that I would ride the bus with them to Winkler. The Flyers weren't that good either and looked like they might be a candidate for the North Stars to end the streak. So we figured maybe we should be there if it happened. I remember that it was an afternoon game on a Super Bowl Sunday. And he says, well, Winkler won the game, so the streak continued. Now, here's the great thing for Tom. That really is the cap around the story. Tom says, but it wasn't a total loss because I, for the only time in my life, won the 50-50 draw. A whopping $77. <laughs> anyway, just thought I'd pass this on. That is from Tom, an email to Inside Sports at 630Ched.com. So he, uh, he, we went, he was working in the media in Manitoba, went with this junior a team on a little road trip to Winkler because they might actually win a game against another bad team and they still lost, but Tom invests in the 50 50 and wins 77 bucks. Well, Hey, in the, uh, in the mid to late eighties, what would that be worth in modern day dollars? We'll have to do a conversion. What would $77 be worth in, in modern day money? Not bad. That is a good one for Tom. Always appreciate what someone sends me a note. Okay. Here's what I can tell you about the Edmonton Elks. Of course, this is an ongoing story. I was not supposed to be on with you tonight. It was supposed to be Morley, Dave, Blake, Eddie Steele, and it was supposed to be the Elks at the Argos, but we don't have that. That game has been postponed. Two more positive tests today for the Edmonton Elks. So uh, this is as a result of, of yesterday's testing. Two more players have returned positive test results. So the team total is now up to 14. Uh, I, you know, I continue to believe it's highly unlikely that this game in Toronto is going to be made up before the Labor Day game. When I talk about this, obviously there is some speculation involved because we, we don't know exactly how this is going to unfold. When I was talking to you on Monday, I said, hey, here's the test results we know from from uh, from sunday maybe that's going to be it and maybe the team will be able to get back to practicing soon maybe there's more to come it turns out there have been more to come um so not only and if i if i am giving you the the worst case scenario and and i and i hate to do that because i try to be positive and upbeat when i'm speaking with you every night but we have to look at the situation for what it is the uh, the worst case scenario now is that the Elks forfeit the game against Toronto, which has always been on the on the table as a possibility, and that the Labor Day game in Calgary does not get played on Labor Day. I, I mean, I think even looking a week and a half ahead ahead now to the to the Monday after next, I, I think we have to consider okay if if we keep getting positive tests. If we keep seeing, um, you know, the Elks being delayed in terms of being able to return to practice, return to their facility and, and get ready for the game, if there continues to be concerns, then that game too might be in jeopardy. And, and I hate to tell you that I, I am not saying it is going to happen, but I think we have to lay out everything. Hey, the, the best case scenario is we, we maybe get tomorrow. We maybe get Saturday with no more positive tests. 
and uh, maybe the Elks can practice, you know, next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or at least Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, they'd go to Calgary for the game and uh, they play it on Labor Day Monday. I, now, again, I just don't see at this point, and I've had trouble seeing it all along, how you fit in the game against the Toronto Argos. I, I just don't know where that goes at this point in terms of playing it um, before Labor Day. We, we talked Monday that a best-case scenario would have been no more positive tests for a couple days, and maybe you're going to Toronto to play the game Tuesday or Wednesday, and, and you still have you know five days, whatever, to prepare for the Labor Day game against Calgary, and Toronto would prepare for their game against Hamilton. That was the best-case scenario a few days ago now. I, I think the best-case scenario now is that Labor Day is not affected. That uh, the Elks can get on the back on the practice field uh, earlier, middle of next week, and uh, they get ready to play in Calgary. And then you got a game. You got a Labor Day game. You got a Labor Day rematch. And we see if the Toronto game is crammed into the schedule somewhere so the Elks don't have to forfeit. So that's how I look at it. Um, I, you know, I, I know people from the Edmonton Elks organization listen to this show. And uh, I know they've been hearing what I've been saying and, and no one has gotten in touch with me and said, whoa, Reed, you're crazy. Whoa, you shouldn't be saying that. Whoa, that's completely wrong. I, I, I always welcome that if that's the case, but I, I haven't heard that from anybody. Um, so 14 now positive tests for the Elks since the weekend, since the game in Vancouver. We do expect that there will be uh, an availability with the media tomorrow, of course, over Zoom with either president Chris Presson or with general manager Brock Sunderland. So that is the latest on the elk situation. I, I wish it were better news. Uh, I know this, this look, I, I know this is something nobody likes to hear because you want football, you, you want games to be played. And uh, I, I know it's probably more of a frustrating situation for many of you, depending on what you think about handling COVID vaccinations, uh, you know, isolation, all that kind of stuff. I don't really, to me, that's, that, that's not what this is about. This is about the, the, the league made rules. The teams went along with it. They asked the employees to follow the rules uh, as best they could. And to this point in the season, the Elks are the only team that, that has had an issue. And I think that there are some, uh, as I'm sure there are with other teams, but I think there are some attitudes and behaviors within the Elks that uh, have, have led to this happening. That, that perhaps personnel were, some personnel were not as prudent or thorough or as respectful of what they're being asked to do as, as other people. And I, I think that's, that's part, at least part of what uh, has led to this and has led to them not playing a game. And, and look, again, I, I'm sure some of you don't, don't like hearing this. I, I see all the back and forth and, and all the anger online about everything that's happening in the world. But the bottom line is, as employees and as players, they were asked to do something to get through the season, and they were asked to do something so that they and their teammates would get paid after not being paid last year and still not being able to play a full season this year. So remember, if this Toronto game doesn't get paid, uh, they, they don't just say, okay, you guys who got positive COVID tests don't, don't get paid. It will pay everybody else for the game. No, if, if, if it doesn't get paid, if, if it doesn't get played, nobody on the Elks is going to get the game check for that game. So, you know, th they were asked to do the best they could to follow some protocols and get through the season and, uh, and think about their teammates. And, and I think that there has, there have been shortcomings in those regards 
uh, within the Elks locker room, quite frankly. That's how I look at this situation. Okay, 780-496-0063 is how you can get in touch. we got Jack Michaels coming up. We'll talk more about the Elks and the CFL with Eddie Steele a little bit later on. It's 618. It's Inside Sports on Chet. for tuning in tonight three and a half minutes left in the third period canada leading the united states 5-1 in calgary at the women's world hockey championship final game of pool play for both teams canada's going to win this one finish first in their pool so they'll play the third place team in pool b in the quarterfinals on saturday that's going to be either germany or japan canada trying to win worlds for the first time since 2012 United States has won the world championship five times in a row. I, I don't say five years in a row because it's not held every year. So the five world championships since 2012, all won by the United States, Canada, trying to change that. couple of notes from the National Hockey League today. Sean Couturier with the Philadelphia Flyers gets an eight-year deal, $62 million. Average annual value, $7.75 million. Selkie winner in 2020 and uh, an identical contract for a player who's seven years younger, 21-year-old Andrei Svechnikov of the Carolina Hurricanes, eight years, 62 million bucks. Very exciting young player. So uh, two guys very key to their team, both being locked up. Uh, quiet for the Edmonton Oilers. I did see a video on social media today, the Oilers posting that uh, the, the the lines getting painted on the ice, the Oilers logo being put at center ice. So starting to get ready for that as uh, we have, what, a preseason game for the Oilers one month from today. That's going to be a road game. They're in uh, Calgary one month from today. And uh, their home game, first uh, home game for the Oilers in the exhibition schedule, will be against the Seattle. It's tentacle time Kraken. Tuesday, September 28th. Uh, of course, OEG announcing their vaccination policy for the upcoming season. You're either going to have to show proof of uh, being fully vaccinated or you're going to have to show proof of a negative test taken within 48 hours of the uh, of the start of the game. I've talked to a couple sources within OEG this week who have said uh, they have received uh, a lot of feedback, of course, as you would expect from season seat holders, ranging from people who uh, have canceled or who have uh, threatened to cancel their season seats or their suites uh, from the other end of the spectrum to uh, season seat holders saying, uh, you know, thank you for doing this. We like this policy and and, and we're glad you, we're doing that. I, I would think that anybody who gives up their seats, there they're are probably going to be people ready to step in and uh, and take over. And uh, we will see how that goes. I, ex I still expect the Oilers games will be quite well attended as, uh, as we get into the season. And of course, all the games will be right here on 630 Chet. So a uh, little news and notes there. We're going to talk. Well, I don't know what we'll talk about with Jack Michaels coming up after the 630 news. We may talk hockey or we may just uh, uh, talk about Jack's life. He's a very interesting man. Uh, Kellen Kennedy, thank you for this. Uh, $77 mm. won by Inside Sports listener Tom. In uh, what year was this? 80, in, in 86, 87. So Kellen has gone to the Bank of Canada website and the $77 won in the 50-50 in the 
This would have been about about 35 years ago. Go mm -hmm. round it off to 35 years. Sure. This is $173 in 2021 money. That's right. And so it, not bad. You yeah. Just, uh, you could get a couple. Uh, go for a couple nice meals. Mm -hmm. uh, I use 1985. If you punch in 1987, it drops a little bit. It goes to $159. So oh, wow. I don't know what happened in 1987 to cost that, but uh, yeah, it's geez. inside sports, not inside money. So there we go. <laughs> there, yeah, yeah, there we go. We will uh, we will limit the financial analysis on the show. Exactly. Right, so, well, that, that's a cool story. Tom went with this losing hockey team out of the Manitoba Junior Hockey League, and uh, they still lost as part of a, a debatable whether it was a 63 or 64 four-game losing streak over three seasons. But it was a long one, but he got to go with them and win the 50-50. So he was a winner. There you go. Okay. Later on tonight, have your dialing fingers ready. We'll be playing Inside Sports Golf Trivia. Now, we're giving away passes for you and three other people to golf at Edmonton Springs. Uh, it, it's golf trivia because you win golf passes. It's not always a golf-related question. We've had some golf questions. We had some football questions. We've had some hockey questions. We'll see what we come up with tonight. That's going to be a little bit later on in the show. I've been having fun doing the trivia. We got the news. We got the weather. Then we got Jack. It's Inside Sports on Chad. Thank you very much, Mr. Dreisaitl. I was just perusing Instagram during the break, and the uh, Oilers have uh, posted pictures of several players with their dogs on National Dog Day, including Leon Dreisaitl with his pet. Canada, what a dominant performance this afternoon at the Women's World Hockey Championship. It's now a final from Calgary. 5-1. Canada hands it to the U.S., so they finish first in their pool with a 4-0 record. Uh, you know how it works in these tournaments. Very likely these two teams will meet again for the gold medal. Baseball, Blue Jays lose 10-7 to the White Sox. And as I mentioned earlier, since their 19-game losing streak was discussed on Inside Sports last night, the Baltimore Orioles have won two in a row, 10-6 last night and 13-1 this afternoon over the Angels. They have received the Inside Sports blessing. I am pleased to welcome back to the show the most intelligent person from Pennsylvania I've ever met. It's Oilers play-by-play -play voice Jack Michaels. Hey, Jack. That's a short list for you, Reed, because really you don't how often do you venture beyond the shadow of Commonwealth? Uh, I was in well, I've actually been in Pennsylvania uh, three times. I've been to Philadelphia twice. And yeah, I didn't drove you have a through mishap with your boy Jay Onright. Wasn't yeah. there some intestinal problems in the yes. uh, great state yeah. of Pennsylvania? He had serious intestinal provinces, uh, pr problems uh, problems in Pennsylvania. We So we didn't go to Philadelphia on that trip. We were in, what was the sequence? You didn't miss much. You know we, me, I'm we, a Western PA guy. I don't have much time for Philadelphia. We, 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 you know, we'd been in Boston, and then we drove after a matinee well, in Boston. Boston isn't in Pennsylvania, Reed. I'll give you a little no, geography yes. lesson. Th thank you, Jack. We, we drove from Boston to Wilkes. Is it Wilkes-Berry? Wilkes-Berra? How do they Wilkes say it? Wilkes-Berry, yeah. Yeah, home of the Pittsburgh Penguins. So we stayed there for the night because uh, it was about, I think it was about five hours, Boston to Wilkes-Berry. And then we got up the next morning and had breakfast and got on the road to go to uh, Pittsburgh and uh, Jay was crapping his pants. I don't know who else to say it, Jack. Uh, I had to drive. He, he, th this is a chapter in his book where everything is in graphic detail. 
And, and you star uh, prominently in that book. I'm in that chapter. I do not star in the book. I, I, I am I am featured in that chapter about our baseball road trip. And if you've read those books, Jack, uh, you know there are two or three chapters in each of Jay's books that feature his inability to control his bowel movements. It's a big part of both books. Well, now, I, I try to stay away from, A, books that feature extensive descriptions of bowel movements, and, B, books that feature Reed Wilkins in any prominent fashion. <laughs> Well, that's the only one. I think that's the only book in which I am featured. Uh, was it Jay's second book? I think it's the second book that I'm in. Uh, what, part part two, number two, whatever it's called. Yeah, I, I doubt I'll ever be featured in any other book, unless perhaps I write one myself. I may write an autobiography at some day, and I can assure you, you would be prominently featured in that one, mostly in a positive light. Is that right? Yeah, you're, you've been a huge positive influence on me, Jack. Yeah, I, I, I think you, I'm pretty sure you're crossing fingers or doing something from the privacy of your own home. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, how are things? I, I see. I see. Did, were you golfing in the miserable weather on Monday? Yeah, I wasn't happy about it, but a friend of mine, you know, it was his tournament, and I wasn't going to miss that. I understand we might be golfing together tomorrow. Is there any truth to that rumor? You're venturing your way towards Sherwood Park. Oh, are you Park? involved I mean, in that round? A major trip for you. I, I had no idea you were involved in that round. I was invited by another individual in the Edmonton media, and I said I would go without inquiring as to any other details except the start time. Yeah, well, you should have probably known that – you know, if you were included, that I, at the very least, was going to be included to help cushion the blow for that person. <laughs> okay. So you, you were, okay, we're playing together tomorrow. Who else is coming? Do we know? Oh, uh, another uh, friend of ours on the other side of the dial, mutual friend of ours with whom we've played several rounds together. Oh, I know that guy. He's a very good player. He will likely be the best player of the bunch. Uh, I don't know. The uh, person who invited you has been has been pushing pretty hard. He's basically been playing every day this summer. Really? Oh, he might be good then. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be bringing up the rear as usual. Uh, well, some days you struggle. Some days you're okay. Yeah, we'll see what I've got tomorrow. Today I was long and wild. Uh, where did you play today? I played at uh, my home track, the Broadmoor in Sherwood Park. I always what? make fun of you, Reed, but you know me. I don't travel that far out of the bubble either. <laughs> well, I've been uh, I've been out and about a little bit. I went out to Trestle Creek last week. I went to Sturgeon Valley. That's a great course. Do you know the guy out there? I've got a guy. You have a guy everywhere. I, I, even though Trestle Creek is, is close to where I grew up, though it has been 30 years since I graduated high school, I, I do not know anybody at Trestle Creek. Yeah, I have a guy at Trestle Creek. Relatively close to Evansburg. Yeah, very close. How do you? How does Jack Michaels from Pennsylvania get a guy at Trestle Creek that quickly? I got a guy. <laughs> when in doubt, I got a guy. No details from Jack. This is getting Reed, very if you ever, Like I said, if you get outside your four block radius, chances are I've got a guy. I don't have a guy inside your compound, other than you know, obviously Lester and and Judy. Yeah. Yes. Again, Jack misidentifying my pair. My dad's had about three or four different aliases ever since uh, over the last year or so. But yeah, I think okay. I settled they, on Judy for your mom, but I like mixing it up with your dad. Yeah, well, my parents were kind enough to participate in your birthday celebrations from, from afar, of course, during the pandemic. They did send you yeah. something, which I thought was very touching of them. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, you know what, I, I make fun of you, but I like the fact that you've got your own family compound and, and the section of the city and you guys still, all these years later, walk arm in arm to watch the mighty elk. Uh, do battle so no well, the elk Sorry. yeah the elks are the elks are not mighty and we don't i, I t- covered this off in the first half hour of the show we they're don't know when they're going to do win. battle again they're coming off a win and they're this game against toronto will not be played before labor day and quite frankly jack i'm sorry to bring this down a little bit but i said it in the first half hour of the show the labor day game is not a sure thing to happen on labor day it is not i'm, yeah, I'm not I, saying it's going to happen yeah but it, you know, it's, I, it's as I outlined for everybody, for all of us. I had to cancel a trip. Uh, you know, it's it's we're we're not yet out of this thing, and and obviously, uh, you know, hoping for the best in terms of uh, what's ahead for the Edmonton Oilers this year. I'd love to, you know, welcome full capacity and all that kind of stuff. I just I just hope we're you know we're we're pushing over the finish line as opposed to you know, taking two steps back here. So, yeah, it's it's a little nerve-wracking time, I, I think, for all of us in the city that, that really were hopeful that, that some of this stuff would be in our rearview mirror. But, you know, we're not quite out of it yet, and we we need to, you know, we need to get there. Yeah, for sure. Jack Michaels joining us tonight on Inside Sports, play-by-play voice for Edmonton Oilers on Chad on the Oilers Radio Network and also on Sportsnet West. It is International Dog Day. Uh, you still have Roger, do you not? Yes. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's he's in prime condition, actually. Uh, graying, yes, but uh, physically showing no signs of slowing down. Of course, that was also the case with his predecessor. And then I went on vacation, and she she didn't last vacation. She checked out. So uh, we cross our fingers. But yes, Roger is uh, fully healthy. He's an Alberta special, uh, so black and tan. And uh, you know what? Uh, every day for him is dog day because, as you know, Reed, I'm a distant uh, third. Well really fourth in the house i'm sure there's some sort of goldfish nearby that that would outrank me <laughs> no Ro- tell tell the story why is your dog named roger well i'm a big tennis fan as you know and uh you know roger Federer. so plus i always i do get a kick out of dog names that have old-fashioned human names like in other words i don't necessarily want you know a dog named logan or a dog named tyler that's too recent but if you go if you go deep, you know, like my dad's name would actually be kind of a good dog name. I think Lloyd would be a good I think you could easily kind of use that as a dog name. I like the old the old school names and, and Roger is one of those you don't you know, you don't run into too many little kids named Roger lately. So I like to go I like to go back in the pack and reel them in and obviously being a big Federer fan, it was a no brainer. Uh, all right. Uh, and did your you previous know about dog. the Alberta special, by the way, having grown up here, or did, you didn't? You probably didn't have dogs. You probably had allergies and were. No, no, we've had we've had dogs? a dog. No. We've, we've had a dog in the family. I mean, not always a dog with well, me. Well, have two now, right? Don't you? Don't well, your parents have two? Well, Chewy, uh, no, Chewy passed away in 2018. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. No, you knew about that. You just forgot. Uh, though oh. we have always had. When I say we, I still include my my parents even though you know we, I, I don't live with them and haven't since i was in high school but there's always been a dog in the family uh yeah. ever since i was probably four since we got chico our first ever but what is the black and tan special i, I i'm actually not familiar the with alberta that. special is a black Sorry. and tan it basically refers to a mix 
that results in a black and tan. And it can be anything from a Roddy Lab to a Border Collie Shepherd. I mean, you, you know, you've got a lot of combinations that result in black and tan. Uh, Roger happens to be a Border Collie Shepherd. My previous black and tan was a Roddy Lab. And as you know, Reed, uh, I'm always looking to save a buck as well as a dog. So mine are always rescue. I don't go purebred uh, and to some degree have, you know, have ambivalence about those who do. I understand, you know, maybe allergies plays a factor, but I'm a big, you know, if I can save a dog, I'm going to do it. So we've been strictly uh, pound people. Plus, as you know, Reed, I always like to take the moral high ground and, uh, you know, look <laughs> at every opportunity yeah. to maybe push myself up at the expense of others. So, yeah. All right. Uh, that's now me of all the... myself on the back. That's me doing a Barry Horowitz for getting a rescue dog. But yeah, really, yeah. part of the reason it's, you know, not going to run you more than 250 bucks. Now, have you named other dogs after tennis stars? Uh, no, no. I mean, Roger and Izzy are the only two dogs that uh, that I've that I've named. Uh, we had Blue and Pep growing up, and uh, Pep was known as the Forgotten Man because I was an only child. Reed, as you know, uh, you're you're always. I mean, even though, wait a minute, you're an only child. Yes, I am an only child. Yeah, how come you take shots at me then for being an only child? I don't. I that's you do. You definitely join in the carving of me as an only child. No, I, sure. I do not do that. On. Oh, come on. I that's believe you that. have piled on. I, I don't think I have, actually. I, I, I think our colleague is uh, apt to mention anything that makes us a little different. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, now, your dog, Izzy, was that named after Izzy Stradlin of Guns N' Roses? Uh, it was a factor. It was a factor. Now, it was a girl, so it was actually short for Isabella. But Izzy Stradlin was certainly on my mind when we named. I actually, you know, when we first saw her, I didn't even know she was a her. Um, she was. She reeled me in. We got her. We got her at a pretty fancy pound in Colorado Springs, actually. And she, uh, she was very. She insisted upon herself. She, she, as we started to walk away, she started barking very aggressively. And for whatever reason, that reeled us in. She insisted upon herself. What was wasn't that the Family Guy line about why Peter didn't like The Godfather? It insists upon itself. I think that was the line. Well, no. <laughs> That that is true. now now that you bring up I I do remember that episode but yeah she was a she was a little bit of a bully Roger is very you know very low key uh, demurs not not a not a overwhelmingly strong personality very very passive Izzy was the opposite extremely aggressive all but right much like, uh, much like her owner I know you think sometimes I tend to take over the room now I do have a remarkably engaging personality especially you know in comparison to some of my colleagues on the Oilers radio network but having said that Izzy took it one step farther are you responsible for the website jackmichaels.ca I am how'd you know that I just I I just looked I, I just looked something up and jackmichaels.ca was one of the options to go to and I was like, I didn't yeah, know someone, you. you, you... Uh, someone, someone did that for me, lo, these many years ago. You know, it's all about, Reed, as you know, it's all about branding and marketing, right? Yeah, well, I'm learning stuff about you. You were with Great Circle Broadcasting in Meadville, Pennsylvania. That is your hometown, is it not? 
correct? What is Great Circle Broadcasting? It's now defunct. That's <laughs> what it is. As soon as you left, it was done. No, it was taken over. There's a there's a Western Pennsylvania radio conglomerate called Frogger. I'm not making this up, Froggy. And the problem with it, Reed, I mean, you talk about hokey. Froggy is a powerful conglomerate, which all of the on-air personalities have to have some sort of name related to a frog or toad or what are they, amphibians? You got to have some sort of amphibious name. I don't quite know what a frog is. Is that an amphibian? This is where my science starts showing up. But, <laughs> but in any event, so Reed, you'd be like, I don't know what you'd be. You'd be like uh, Rex Toadster or something. And, and you'd, have to, you'd have to come up with a name. It wasn't optional for work. So imagine 630 Chad taken over by Froggy, and all of a sudden you become, you know, Bullfrog Billiken or whatever. You know, you wouldn't like it, trust me. No, I, I, I probably wouldn't uh, wouldn't go along oh, with yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I got all. out of there just in time. Reed, can you imagine me being faced with that situation? That would have been a that would have been a non starter. I would have been out of there. So you so you had you had to have an on air name that had some kind of a frog in the name. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean <laughs> it was brutal. Now I don't know, to be honest with you, I don't know whether that's still a company policy but i know when they took over great circle broadcasting all of a sudden my buddy dave english became you know something like i don't know dave frogskin or you know i i can't even think of a name that you know would I, we'd have to bring in gene principe our colleague to come up with some puns off of frog names because i can't think of too many different words for a frog than frog or toad i mean I, it, it just none comes to mind yeah, I don't think there are that many. All right. Well, uh, I, I guess we'll uh, we we could go do you on think all night. It's an amphibian, by the way. Do you, do you think I got that right, or am I it wrong? Isn't, I, yeah, I even double checked. I, I look a lot of stuff up here on the fly. I, I was pretty sure a frog was an amphibian, but a frog uh, a frog is indeed uh, an amphibian, and I pronounced an the word correctly. So, well, it's exactly how it's spelled. But yes, congratulations. <laughs> Hey, when's the last time you had someone on your show who used the word amphibian? That's all I'm pointing out. Uh, well, when we play Name the Animal, Kellen has to give me uh, clues That's, all the see, time. But Name the Animal isn't correct because an amphibian is not an animal, is it? Yes, an amphibian's an animal. It's still a type of animal. <laughs> so it's not yeah. like – now, wait a minute, because like a whale isn't a fish. So I'm not no, sure but an it's an animal. Is an animal, or is animal so general that it's yes, still animal is, the animal kingdom? Yes, an amphibian is a type of animal. I don't even have to look that up. Okay, so is a whale an animal? Yes, a whale is an animal. Okay, in addition to being a mammal, it's also yes, an animal. Mammal is underneath. I can't remember how it goes, like genus, species, or whatever. We got to get the structure. You know, forget developing a 630 Chad corporate structure. We need to develop a structure for the regular season yeah, I, so we can, we can I, have I, this lined up for me. Yeah, I, I think there have been people who have uh, categorized animals over the years. I'll, I'll bring the I'll bring you the paperwork tomorrow to the golf course. How's that sound? What do you think of this segment overall, Reed? I'm not sure it was that strong. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it, actually. I was smiling pretty much the entire time.
So I think it was good. I didn't good. say whether you enjoyed it. I'm I'm asking you, was it strong? Is it yes, it was strong. Ratings? Yes, absolutely. It was completely strong. One thousand percent, Jack. Oh, here we go. Here's some here's some examples. This is this is current. There's Leap and Leah. This is current. Leap and Leah's weekdays seven to midnight. Tad Pole weekdays one to seven. Oh, and Rachel Ribbit uh, holds down the weekend shift. If you go on uh, Forever Media, there you go. I'm gonna look that up. I'll see you tomorrow, buddy. See ya. That is the Frogman himself, Jack Michaels on Inside Sports. Yes, an amphibian is an animal. Uh, if you learn nothing else from the show tonight, we will we will learn that, as uh, I had to tell Jack Michaels as we meandered through a very enjoying, uh, enjoyable segment here on Inside Sports. we got Eddie Steele to talk about what's going on with the Elks coming up between 7 and 7.30. We'll do all golf, uh, our golf trivia to send you to Edmonton Springs. 6.30 Chet alum Jamie Nye is going to be on the show. Really appreciate you tuning in this evening. Hope you're having a great night. Yeah, Canada rolling today at Women's World's 5-1 victory over the United States to finish the round-robin play at 4-0. Back in a few minutes. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.